Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Monday, June 7th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. everyone. Welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Tara Bulger. And I'm Brett Goodeman. And we come to you three times a week and try to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. Today, we're going to look at one of the creation stories from the book of Genesis. But before we get to that, let's have a moment for prayer. Let us pray. Holy God, as the rain falls from the sky and we are reminded that you are both powerful and beautiful, that you are magisterial and intimate, that you are creator and you are known to us. And we thank you that you are a multifaceted God who moves in ways we don't understand. Amen. Amen. Our passage today is from the book of Genesis, the second chapter, verses four through nine, and then picking up again at 15 through 17. These are the generations of the heavens and the earth when they were created. In the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, when no plant of the field was yet on the earth and no herb of the field had yet sprung up, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth and there was no one to till the ground. But a stream would rise from the earth and water the whole face of the ground. Then the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. And the Lord God planted a garden in the east, in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. Out of the ground, the Lord God made to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food, the tree of life also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to till it and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, you may freely eat of every tree of the garden. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you will die. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. So this is a creation story and probably not the one we're most familiar with where it goes by day by day. Tara, why are there two creation stories and what's important about the one we just read? So there are two creation stories. Some scholars think that the two stories were um, first told at two different times in the history of the people of Israel. The first creation story that I think we're most used to in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. That is a story of God bringing order out of chaos and creating humanity in the image of God. And a lot of scholars think that that story was probably first told during the period of exile when the people of Israel need to be reminded of both their goodness and also of God's ability to bring order out of complete nothingness and the chaos that they imagined. But this story, the second creation story, was probably told during the time of the dynasty of David. 
And the idea with this creation story is that humanity is created to care for creation, to care for the earth, to care for all of God's creation, animals, people, others. Um, And so the two creation stories being told at different times may have had different focus. Foci? Who knows, Brett? I don't remember (laughs) how I'm supposed to be saying that. But I think what I like to think about is that, um, you know, the scholar Patrick Miller from Princeton um, has said that the first creation story is about us being created in the image of God and all that we have for potential. The second creation story is about is about our temptation to treat ourselves as gods Mm. and that it is to remind us about humility, Mm. because that idea of eating of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is really about relying on ourselves, on thinking that we can rely on our own brain power and the knowledge that we can gain in order to order our lives. So that was a whole lot about Genesis in a very short period of time. What do you think of when you read this passage? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's all just fantastic scholarly background and helping us distinguish the difference between these two stories. As you said, this story, it helps to answer kind of the uh, ontological question of what are we, who are we, what are we, to, what are we to do on this planet? Um, and, and as you said, we were made to care. Uh, we were made to till. We were made to grow. Um, and that, and so not only does it give us an idea of what we were put on earth here to do, to uh, be fruitful and and we can take this into a larger perspective of of creation isn't is is the earth and honestly we haven't done a great job of caring for that as of late but yeah. creation is also you know relationships creation is also family creation uh, is everything that God has created um, both in ourselves um, and so this this idea of growth and and building of ourselves and and tending of, of a garden is, is for the whole of creation. Um, and then it also gives us the source and which we live by that. And the source of that is, is the breath of God is the breath of the spirit that lives and moves within us. Um, that, that draws us towards this cultivation that moves us towards this growing in our lives. Yeah, and it's interesting, too, because a lot of the, um, if you look at the original Hebrew, it really gives this a lot of meaning. And what I'm thinking of here is that um, when it talks about tilling the ground, the Hebrew root of that kind of phrase of till is really about serving, Mm -hmm. that we are created to serve the earth, um, to work for it, to care for God's creation. Um, And it talks about You know, when it talks about Eden being in the east, that's it's actually not about a direction. East there means an ancient time long ago. This is one of the first things um, that God wants to show us. And it's also, you know, when it says the passage says that the Lord God says, if you eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil on that day, you will die. But they don't die. They eat of it. And actually the snake, right? Evil personified says, come, I will make you God like God. 
and, and they don't die. Instead, God offers them grace, even in that. But I have to wonder if what dies a little bit is their faith in God, hmm. their ability to completely trust. Um, and I do think that this passage, both, it is important to remember that what God wants for us is that we would trust God first. Mm-hmm. Um, knowledge is important and knowledge has its place. But what God really asks is that we trust God in all things. Yeah, it's as you say, knowledge isn't inherently bad or inherently evil, um, but it's when we seek life and immortality in that knowledge um, as opposed to life and what the Lord God breathes into us. Uh, I, you know, that's, that's the starting point is, is that one, we're formed, and second, we're given life uh, by God. Um, and then we go off and we're like, wait, no, I know how to do this. Oh, man. When my kids uh, were toddlers, one of them in particular would say, I do it myself. You know, she just said, I do it myself. And, you know, I say that to the Lord God a lot and it usually never turns out well. And so I do think this is a reminder that I am to be a person of faith for first, foremost, and in every way, and everything else should come after. So with that, we'll end with a quote from Corey Ten Boom. Never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. I know, right? I like that one. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you all for being with us. We'll be back on Wednesday, and we hope you'll join us then. Now may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is ever upon you. Amen. Amen.